Hope's message today. We have the privilege of hearing from Mr. David Hope. His message is entitled, Problems, Cause, Solutions, Benefits. Thank you, Mr. Whip. Appreciate the song service. Good afternoon, everyone. It's a beautiful, beautiful fall day. We're getting into the fall season now. This is, as Sean mentioned a while ago, we are in the Holy Day season, four more days, and we'll be observing the Day of Atonement. So today I want to stay in the context of the other, the other season, and we'll turn briefly to Leviticus 23. This is something that we pretty well read most of the Holy Days. We read it uh, earlier, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to read just a little bit. Leviticus 23, and the, first of all, 1 through 4. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feast of the Lord. For some reason, when I read that, I just almost automatically say the feast of the Jews, just because that's what so many people say. Not that I mean it, but just for the effect, you know. Most people say, oh, that's those Jewish and Israelite holy days. But this says, this is the feast of the Lord. But you shall proclaim to be holy convocations. Even these are my feasts. Not Moses' feast, not the Jews' feast, not Israel's feast, but God's feast. Six days, here we start off. Six days shall work be done. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest. A holy convocation. You shall do no work therein. It is a Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. So he's starting off right at the very beginning, including the Sabbath as his holy day. And then verse 4. These are the feasts of the Lord. I mentioned that again. Even holy convocations which you shall observe. Oh, which you shall proclaim in their season. Verse 5, in the 15th day of the first month, at even, remember that word even, because we'll be talking about that later, at even is the Lord's Passover. Uh, let's see, we'll read verse, uh, we'll read verse 5 and 6. In the 14th day of the first month, at even, I read that, uh, is the Lord's Passover on the fifteenth day of the same month is the feast of unleavened bread unto the Lord. Seven days you must eat unleavened bread. So we went through that last spring, first month of God's calendar, and we kept the Passover, the days of unleavened bread, and God gave instructions in other places of when to kill the Passover at even. And uh, I'm not going to. After that, you know, 40, 50 days, we, we counted uh, 50 days from the morrow after the Sabbath during the Days of Unleavened Bread, the Pentecost, and I'm not going to read that. And we just finished this for Monday, the Feast of Trumpets. We just finished that. That was one of the holy days. And uh, next is what I consider very serious. 
verse 23, or I'm sorry, Leviticus 23, 26-32, speaking of the Day of Atonement. That's the one coming up in four days. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Also the tenth day of the seventh, this seventh month there shall be a day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation unto you, and you shall afflict your souls, and offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. And you shall do no work in that same day, for it is a day of atonement to the Lord. Oh, atonement to make an atonement for you before the Lord. Verse 29. For whatsoever so it be that shall not be afflicted, this is very serious, shall not be afflicted in that same day, he shall be cut off from among his people. And whatsoever so it be that does any work in that day, and very, very serious about this day, the same so will I destroy from among his people. Verse 31. You shall do no manner of work, didn't say servile work. He didn't say anything. You shall do no manner of work. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations and all your dwellings. It shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest. And, to Sabbath rest, and you shall afflict your souls in the ninth day of the month at even, at even, from even to even shall you celebrate your Sabbath. Now, I don't know of any of the Sabbath-keeping churches, even the Seventh-day Adventists, that do not use this verse, verse 32, in connection with observing the weekly Sabbath. And it's true that we do. But I don't know of any church that don't use uh, that verse, from even to even shall you celebrate your Sabbath. Now I'm going to use a scripture that I haven't heard or haven't seen in a long, long time used in connection with the Day of Atonement. It's been, I can't remember the last time I've heard anyone speak of that. It's nothing new. It's no anything. But the scripture I'm going to go to is Isaiah, the 58 chapter. And this is kind of the reason I have the title that I have. Uh, of uh, most scholars use a, a, a uh, formula in, in Isaiah 58 and other scriptures too. And the formula is a problem. You know, problem. And we used to use that in spoken club. If some of you gentlemen remember in the old spoken club, that was a particular type of uh, uh, speech that we would give. You know, you gave all different kinds, but one particular type was, was to pick out a problem cause and solution. And some people even add benefits to it too. But anyway, Isaiah 58, verse 1. I'll go to uh, verse 3 right away. Cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgressions, and the house of Jacob their sins. They seek me daily. You know, they really come to God. Seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook the ordinance 
of their God, and forsake not the ordinance of their God. You know, they wanted to be really righteous. They'd go to God, and they'd go to church every week, and they'd do this and do that. They asked me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. You know, such a favor. You know, come to church with me this Sunday or whatever it is, whatever day. In verse 13, in verse 3, here comes the problem. Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and you see not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and you take no knowledge? Does that remind you anything of the New Testament? Go over, and there's a lot of places, but I'm gonna, I've only got one place. I'm not going to take a lot of time in that. But over in, uh, I believe I've got it in Matthew, Matthew the 7th chapter. Matthew the 7th chapter, a similar situation, verse 21 through 23. Jesus speaking. And by the way, hello everybody at home and whoever's watching this. I hope you're having good luck with your transition with the technicalities. Matthew 7, 21. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall inherit, oh, shall, in, oh, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. So see, we're having a problem. Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And in your name have cast out devils and in and in your name done many wonderful works. You know, we've, we've been really, really righteous. Really God, righteous, God. Verse three, 23. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Can you believe that? I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. So they still had a problem. Therefore, whosoever hears these Sayings of mine, and does them, I will liken to a wise man which built his house on a rock. And I'm not going to go into that. Most of you have heard the story about building on sand and on a rock. I'm going to go back to uh, Isaiah 58. I'll be jumping back and forth on some things if I can keep my notes straight. Let's see, we quit a while ago in verse 3. In the first part of verse 3, where we come into the problem, I'm going to read uh, all of verse 3 and then get into the bottom. Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and you see not? Wherefore we have we afflicted our soul, and you take no knowledge? See, that's the problem. God, you don't, you, you, you don't pay any attention to us. I've been doing this. And here comes the, the cause of their problem. Behold, in that in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exact all your labors. Behold, you fast for strife and debate, and to smite with the fist of wickedness. You shall not fast as you do this day, to make your voice heard on high. And here comes part of the solution. Is it such a fast as I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down your head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast and acceptable day unto the Lord? 
and I got a little ahead of myself. Here comes part of the, the cause for the problem. Isaiah 58, 6. Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness, which they didn't do, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Verse 7. Is it not to deal your bread to the hungry, and that you bring the poor that are cast out to your house? When you see the naked, that you cover him, and that you hide not yourself from your own flesh? So here's, here's part of the solution. Not the only one, but here's part of the solution. We had the problem, God don't hear, and here's part of the solution. Here's verse 8. Here's part of the benefit. Then shall your light break forth as the morning. That's a benefit. And your health shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear reward. Verse 9, quick pass. Then, see here, here's then, here's then, here's a blessing, and there's a lot of thens and a lot of ifs in this chapter. Then shall you call, and the Lord shall answer. You shall cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If. Okay, here's another if condition. Here's part of the part of the uh, 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 solution. If you take away from the midst of you the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and the speaking vanity, in verse ten, and if again part of another part of the solution, if you do this, if you draw out your soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul. Then, here comes some blessings again, you know, in the middle of verse 10. Then shall your light rise in obscurity, and your darkness shall as noonday. And the Lord shall guide you, so another part of the blessing, or the benefits, which you call blessing. And the Lord shall guide you continually. Well, that'd be nice to be guided by God continually. I, I, I make a lot of mistakes sometimes on my own. Guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and make fat your bones. Well, I'm already fat, but that's... Anyway, and you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. In verse 12, a little bit more of, of the benefits. And they that shall be, a, shall be of you shall build the old waste places and you shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. I will come down to verse 13. And a lot of people will take this, and I had, uh, I've done some of the same things in, in years past. I have taken the scripture. By itself, you know, not in context with anything else, just taking the scripture by itself and not realizing that it ha the context can have some difference or have a little bearing on the meaning. And I used to take this one all by itself without, you know, conjunction with the rest of Isaiah 58. So Isaiah 58, verse 13. If... You know, part of the solution. If you do this, 
If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. Now, like I said, you know, a lot of, a lot of times we used to take that all wiped up on, on the, the week of Sabbath. It, 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 it applies, too. And just like I was talking to my wife earlier, and some analogies, my, my analogies aren't all that good, you know. They, they, and, uh, you know I mean, what what'd you say now? I don't know, whatever it is. I'll just use my own trivial analogy. But, you know, you, you can use the, the expression, uh, keep your eye on the nail. You know, that's, that's, that's a caution. You know, you can be putting a little bracket up on the wall for a picture frame or something, you know, and you have a little nail. And sometimes if you're not careful, you can hit your thumb, you know. Well, keep your eye on the nail. Well, same thing. That's a good carpentry rule. And, and McGar- Mr. McGarvey, I guess you, you guys would probably use that idea, keep your eye on the nail. Anyway, but there's other... But if you're going to put a piece of trim up, too, maybe use a little bit bigger nail and you're going to do something. The principle's still there. You've got to keep your eye on the nail or you're, you're liable to hit your thumb. Well, it's the same way, same like my wife said. That's not a very good analogy about the Sabbath and about uh, a Day of Atonement, but it still applies. You know, a lot of the things that apply here and, and Day of Atonement does apply with the week of Sabbath, too. So, anyway... So, let me up there. Here comes verse 14. Here comes your, your, your final then and your final benefits. Then, you know, if you do all these things, you know, if, that, 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 and all that, then shall you delight yourself in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride upon the high places of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. So we have the problem in life, and, and basically in conclusion, I've through my study on that and, and the formula, I'm going to use the preparation going up to the Day of Atonement, and hopefully, hopefully on the Day of Atonement I can have these things. So, so I... I I want to take away from that that I have spiritual problems, I have physical problems. I want to look for the cause, whether they're physical or spiritual. And I want to find a solution, and hopefully with, with, with the attitude of God, if I'm doing what God uh, tells me to do the best I can, He's going to lead me in those ways. He's going to lead you in those ways. And we're going to reap the benefits. So we're going to tackle the problem, find the cause, the solution, and have the benefits by it, and have a wonderful feast of atonement, not a feast, but day of atonement. <laughs>